What's going on, y'all? We are back with the Wet Down Podcast. This is episode 21 with James Norris of Handy Capable Fitness. James, welcome to the show, dude. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you. We're looking forward to talking uh, all about your journey, your experience, and hearing your story. But before we really get any more into it, boys, how was your week? I know we do this every week, but I want to hear about how y'all are doing. I'm doing well, but Kevin, you should definitely go first. <laughs> oh boy, let's see, it. Let's, let's see it. I don't know. I'm always going first. I want to pass the mic. <laughs> oh, I thought we had a story, dude. I thought we had a good story to tell. We do. I I got a good one, but I want to end it. So we'll. Start. I mean, I learned something today. I got to spend some time with uh, the Machado family, and I got to go bowling with Renato, and uh, that Man. was interesting. You, you, you learned that he's really competitive, and that guy's awesome, man. But we had some fun time, so. Uh, the Papa Bear. <laughs> the good old days. Uh, he ripped dude. his shoe. He ripped his uh, shoes. He went to go bowl, and he brought out his bowling bag from, like, I don't know how long ago. He's like, grab the red bag. And I'm like, all right, grab the red bag. Oh, oh. His shoes ripped as he goes to throw the ball. <laughs> Circa 1995. I think he, uh, I think probably yeah, he's like, damn, these shoes are older than Aaron. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> they probably were. They look like clown shoes, I'm sure. All right. Duke, Dukey, how was your week, dude? Second week on the podcast. We're happy to have you back and hoping you're staying with us for the long haul here. Tell us about your week. Thanks, man. That's the plan. Uh, not, not too much. Just my daughters. Uh, we've been going to the park a lot. So settling into it's Ohio, right? Yep. Where, where in Ohio are you? Uh, Toledo. Okay, right, 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 right in your Michigan. Yep. Toledo. My geography is correct. For anyone yeah, it, it, yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Are you guys? I know this is going to be slightly off topic. Are you guys familiar with the whole like why oh, people from Ohio and Michigan hate each other? The Educate Michigan War. It was Educate literally him, yeah. Dookie. Educate yeah, him. Do, I, Dookie, <laughs> I, you probably know better than I do, but please, so please t- tell everybody well, why people. Michigan the town and Ohio hate each other. Yeah, Barney had down for him. The the town that I'm in was actually where they fought because they wanted it, and Ohio won. It's basic. It. It was a big yeah, war, so, and Toledo was right there, and we're literally like, geez, like ten minutes maybe away. But it was <laughs> not all as swamp, exciting man. as it sounds. It was all it's swamp, not as exciting yeah. as it sounds. Yeah, but it's really not. I, it, it's a it's a cool little tidbit of American history. Yeah, so yeah, like most of that. my town is like half Michigan fans, half Ohio State. So oh, like my wow. wife is Ohio State, and I'm a Michigan fan, and we're both born in the same town. So the town itself is like split 50-50. So, is that your hometown? So how, yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know you were moving back to your hometown. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. So how, it's hard how, to get settled. How close, yeah. how close are you to Dayton? Oh, maybe like two hours. Okay, because I've been to Dayton. If you look at yeah, the map, I've been to Dayton, and that's like, where I got my eye really right messed up. Michigan, it's right there. It's really close to it. All right, so we were—I know we we're going to talk about Aaron. You have—you have a story you want to tell, but first, um, Duke, you came on last week. I want to give you a little introduction here and, and a chance to let us know who you are, because for people who've been listening for the previous uh, 19 episodes before last week, um, just let us know. Just give us a little background who you are, so we're not confusing the poor people thinking that we're having two guests on you're yeah you're, you're gonna host with us now yeah um i i well i grew up in toledo um 
I played hockey for a while and then I joined the Marine Corps. So I did that for eight years. And then I just, um, a couple months ago, moved back to Toledo. That's where we met. <laughs> yes. yes. How, how, how do you, how do you <laughs> know each other? Uh, I met Aaron in, what was it, 2012? No, uh, yeah, man. Maybe end of 2011, I think, is right when you showed up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got orders to the ASP, and uh, I, I, I had just re-enlisted, and I showed up on the first day. Aaron walks by, and he's got this little, uh, he's got this little book, and it had, like, like, <laughs> a Boston Bruins symbol and some sticks. And I was like, yo, you play hockey, man. Cause I had been here for four years and yeah. would go play like drop in hockey. I didn't even know that the Marine Corps had a team. And then he just drops the bomb on me. He's like, yeah, dude, I played for the team. You come try out. We'll do this and that. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I hit like, him I, real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just had no idea. It was kind of yeah. crazy. And then so there's was awesome. Yeah. yeah, gets better. Gets way better. Keep going, buddy. Yeah, let's uh, hear it. Come on, we're we're in this far. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's do it. Let's play tummy sticks with each other. Come on, this is our moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, showed up, met him. Um, he convinced me to go to go try out, and uh, beforehand, I, I would go maybe like once every couple months and play like a drop-in game but nothing organized. And I was deployed to where I'd, I'd be gone for long periods of time. And um, why I re-enlisted was to kind of be home for a bit because I was sick of being home for six months and then I'd deploy again. And then I'd come home for six months and deploy again. And it just got kind of uh, repetitive. And I just wanted a break. So I picked that spot and I showed up and Aaron was, he was just waiting. Mm, I was, dude. It, it, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. And then um, tried out for the team, played for, I don't even know. You took over for us after the fact. Like when I got out, you took over, you and Tommy boy. Yeah. You guys took, you guys yeah. took over for us and, and held held the fort down for a bit. And then, and then I, know uh, that, uh, I know the rest of my, o, the rest of the OGs decided to get back involved, like Howie and, and the, the others, you know, so. Yeah, they, they kind of trickled in and then. Oddly enough, I was sick of being in the States. I wanted to go back on a deployment. Yeah. So I volunteered to go again. And um, when I left for the third time, that's when uh, I stopped playing for that team. Yeah. And then yeah. we brought the love back and we took you to Lake Placid a few times, right? When with yeah, the, yeah. With the first seasons were plank owners for the for the original Mavs. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yuki, I don't know if you've heard, but... um. So I, I heard that there was a, a an opening as the equipment manager of the team. I do have I do have experience. I've been doing that my last two years at QU. So uh, I'm 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 looking forward to joining you guys and uh, standing behind the bench. <laughs> oh man, he wants to be Herbie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. Dude, I'll, I'll I'll yell at someone. I'll I'll flip a table. You got to get a plaid suit if you're gonna come, man. You gotta you gotta dude, get the brown roommate. plaid suit. He's gotta go all out. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So, dude, oh. so, so massive my... collars. You know. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. So please wearing a glider this, around this year his neck. for dude, this year for Halloween. <laughs> um, Tanner, my roommate, and Ryan, my other roommate, we went as the um uh the team for the 1980 team for Halloween. Yeah. So Tanner and I dressed up as uh, players. And our roommate Ryan dressed up as Herb Brooks. He literally went out and got a plaid sports coat or suit coat, 
like circa 1985, 1980. Oh, and man. so I'll, 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 hit him up. I'll stop by Worcester and, and Worcester and grab it. But Aaron, you got to compete so, with Don Cherry. <laughs> yes. yes. No, so Aaron, I don't know. Like you, a, you need you need like a dot like a Don Cherry threw up kind of suit. That's what you need. Like, oh, dude, he's that, he suits. was. Oh, those suits are great, man. Yeah, Aaron, he's let's hear about your week, dude. I this this story that you this story that you have. I'm 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 probably overhyping it, but I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Well, it's not so big, but what I yeah, do want to say I'm, is the wet down has decided to get involved in some more extracurricular activities. And what is nice is the people that have, I, I got to say th- thanks to the to the people that we're working with on this on what we're doing. Um, you know, there's going to be some events that's going to be taking place in the coming in in the next coming weeks, and it's it's going to be super exciting for us um, and for everyone involved, just because it's going to be able to give that chance what everyone has been waiting for for us to open up again and the world to start kind of kicking. And now that we're able to connect and be able to get out and see each other, it, it's going to make things that much more. We're going to we're going to have a nice impact on on a big community with it helping some people and, and making things count where it really where it really matters. You know, dude, it's going to it's soon, really soon. I saw last night the president was on TV announced May 1st. Everybody can get the vaccine. Any adult can get the vaccine. So mm-hmm. we're the light. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, Got to keep pushing through. We're 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 really looking. We we did the first two episodes in person, and then said "f it," and we've been on Zoom ever since. So we're really all looking forward to getting back uh, back in person and recording. Absolutely, man. No, it's, we've got the ability to do that. Um, We've got some people thank you behind the scenes. I know that you're listening and they're taking care of us. Um, We've added a few more helping hands to our crew to, to really help iron some things out because there has been a good enough amount of progress for all of us to really push forward and succeed. And, and I can't thank the rest of you guys enough. Um, even James here, I know James, you and I, have, we've had some awesome conversations thanks to the good old club power of Clubhouse here. Um, but you've really morphed into becoming a friend. We talk almost every day or every other day, it seems for sure. And we have long conversations. And every time I talk to you, you know, it's, you blow my mind, bro. <laughs> like you, you're just a remarkable person. I'm giving you all that moment, but I can't wait for the rest of everybody to hear your story, to be honest. Oh, geez. Likewise, brother. I appreciate you for sure. Most definitely. You're the man, dude. Most definitely. All right. Now we're not going to get all mushy and stuff. Okay. (laughs) We're going to keep this thing moving. Absolutely, dude. No. um, But yeah, (laughs) Dustin, there's, there has been, we got We really have to say thanks and, and to the people that are showing up and I can't wait till we can, finally all be out and doing this you know it's summer's almost here it's going to be wild to see you know these last six months have been so great i can't wait to see what the next six are going to bring you know it's been a hell of a roller coaster but it's been one that i think all of us have enjoyed so far what about you kevin you think so i think so it's been difficult this has been fun i think for all of us it's been very difficult Uh, like the podcast world is no joke you know um Mm it's it's not an easy thing to do where most people think it is you know it's a lot of work that goes into this and thanks for you know people seeing that and understanding and definitely the the support um your words have been noted for sure so james i gotta ask you a question about your podcast though absolutely how long has yours been running we are on 
we've almost recorded three seasons, but only one season is out yet right now because we're waiting on video editors and that sort of thing to and, help us get things done. And how much stress does that cause you? <laughs> uh, uh, a headache. Exactly. Like a, like a migraine. So everybody, this is another podcaster. He he feels it just like we do, and it's it is it can be difficult. So Dustin, that, that said sure. though, it's worth it. It's yes, worth all it. of this is worth it. It's Listen, been so much fun, James, dude. I've been recording my podcast before we started this. I have a country music podcast because I'm really big into country music. That's one of my real me, passions. Me oh no, shit! It's good to hear, dude. But um, so I literally I'm a senior right now in college. So I've been recording now for three and a half years uh, and it has grown from like literally just my parents and grandparents watching all the way to, I think I have an estimated listeners of 150, 200 people, which is, it's unreal. I, I, don't, I don't know that, dude, I don't know that many people. I don't know that many people. So for that, for me personally, that's, that's so unreal. I've been so fortunate enough. With you know them contacts. now though. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, but with my content, like I've been so fortunate enough to make the connections I've had, but no. So I'm sure I tell this story probably every other week. Uh, when Aaron hit me up to, he said he wanted to start a podcast. I'll, I'll give the short version for those who have heard it before, but Aaron said, Hey, I want to start a podcast. I, I kind of brushed it off. Yeah. Everyone wants to start a podcast. It's trendy, whatnot. He hit me up a couple more times said, no, dude, I, I want to do this. I said, all right, well, you, but you got to show me your series about, it. I'll help you. But you got to show me you're serious about it because everyone wants to record a podcast. They do two or three episodes and then they quit because it's they realize how much work it is because it is a lot yeah. of work. Like between the three of us, we do we all do a lot of work, um, but it's been it's been really rewarding so far. Mine personally and um, with these two guys now, now three guys, it's been uh, really rewarding. And I'm sure, Kevin, you've learned. I can, I can a, tell you. Awesome, man. I can tell you the, the best thing I've seen, I'm going to give Kevin the biggest moment here for him. So I'm going to play a little tummy sticks with him since I did with Dookie. I've seen his confidence change. And it's been <laughs> oh, dude, so for sure, for good. sure, for sure. Like you've really come out of your shell, Kevin. To do, bro, and just the things, the strides you've made, you've you've taken some big leaps over the last. Kevin, you, like, you Kevin, you've really come out of your shell, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think what it comes down to for me is confidence. <laughs> No, dude, have enough confidence in yourself to just, you know, confidence. know that no matter what you do in life, whether if it's a podcast or anything, a job or whatever, you just, there's going to be hiccups. There's going to be mistakes. Just own that, be yourself, and then just move forward. Anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. And uh, with that, we'll take it into the break. We'll be back here in one minute. We're talking to James. I'm going to hear his story and all the great things he's doing. We'll be back in one minute. Thanks for listening to The Wet Down. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Raise Marketing. Raise is a full-service digital marketing agency, so if your business needs a fully functional e-commerce website to enable you to start selling online immediately, these are the guys for you. This is your one-stop shop for everything you need. They're the experts that you want on your team. Why? Because they have a proven track record and know what it takes to be successful. Look, if you want to get serious with your business selling online immediately, these are the guys to do it with. They also have a team full of creatives for all of your logo, graphics, and product design needs. Don't waste any more time and visit raisemarketing.com. That's www.raisemarketing.com. Help them help you raise the bar. 
right, and we are back with episode 21 of the Wet Down Podcast, and we're here with James Norris, episode 21 of Handy Cable Fitness. James, welcome back, dude. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure having you. We're looking forward to hearing your story. So uh, I know that we do this every time, but uh, just to get us started, tell us your story and what you're all about in your organization. All right, cool. I'll give you like a two minute elevator pitch. Actually, I lie. I'll probably go on a little bit more than that, but we'll tell the story anyway. Um, so I was born like three or four months premature, but other than that, I was quote unquote normal. You know, I was two pounds, two ounces at birth, had to spend the first three or four months of my life in the hospital, um, but no birth defects or anything like that. And then at the age of about one, one and a half, somewhere in there, I went in for a hernia operation. It was during that operation, the mask came off my face. My brain was without air for five and a half minutes, causing the cerebral palsy. The doctors never said anything to my parents. So they took me home, everything was good. Then they realized that I wasn't hitting certain milestones. So they're like, what the heck's going on? Being that we lived here in Boston, they, um, they called Children's Hospital, made an appointment and basically right away that's when they diagnosed me with the cerebral palsy and I always tell people you know I was bullied as a kid a little bit but it's nothing like it was or like like it is now that kids have to deal with um but my parents never treated me any different in fact they were a little bit harder on me because I don't they didn't want me to use my CP as a crutch um you know, so I grew up playing like t-ball and, and, you know, wheelchair basketball and that sort of thing. Because being from Boston, that stuff is kind of ingrained in your blood. And as you guys know, um, but it was never really enough for me because it always ended in a tie, you know. And I was like, no, my team won four to three. Like, what are you talking about? How did it end in a tie? So I went home and I told my mom, I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. So, you know, I stopped playing, but I always identified myself with sports. That's, that was my identity. Everything I did revolved around sports. Um, but you would never see me out at like a Friday night football game or anything like that because I identified myself with the cerebral palsy. You know, that was before my name. All I thought about was people seeing James in the electric wheelchair. Um, but I realized that that was a perception that I put on myself and that's how I saw myself. Um, but I'll get, in, I'll get into that a little bit down, down the road. You know, so being that I love sports, I knew I wanted to get in that arena, but I knew I couldn't play. So I was always listening to sports radio and uh, commercial came on the radio for the Connecticut School of Broadcasting I was like boom that's what I'm gonna do went, went to broadcasting school worked in Boston radio here for for six months I mean six years and then um, I moved to California to take a to take a radio production job and I'm thinking okay great this is cool don't know who I'm gonna bump elbows with this is the next step in my radio career this, this is awesome. So I moved out to California and, and about six months into it, they come to me and they go, James, you know, 
we're really not hitting our numbers. You're the low man on the totem pole. You you got to go. So I felt that's when I fell into a depression, you know, because I was so caught up in all I wanted to do was radio, you know, and here in Boston, I lived an active lifestyle. And when I say I lived an active lifestyle, it wasn't that I was really into fitness at that point. What I meant by that was I would always go to concerts, sporting events, hanging out with listeners, doing a bunch of things, just staying busy. So now you take me and I am just basically sitting at home on the couch because I really didn't know too many people. I had had some family, but, you know, they had stuff to do. So they couldn't really, you know, be around me the whole time and all that stuff. So I really fell into a depression, started to develop some unhealthy habits in terms of eating like crap, drinking alcohol, the whole nine yards. Um, And I remember one night I had a little too much to drink and I made my way to made my way to bed and I remember looking up at the ceiling and and talking to myself in my head going James what are you doing you're made for so much more than this right so that next that next day that's when I decided okay I have to make a change but I didn't know I didn't know anything about fitness or nutrition but I knew eating salad was a good thing so I went to Walmart and I got a bunch of those Walmart pre-made salads and I said okay I'm going to force myself to eat like 10 of these a week. And that what I tell people, my fitness journey started with a Walmart salad. Um, but then when I got back to Boston, because after the year was up in California and the lease was over on the house I was renting, I moved back here, was able to get my job back at the radio station I worked for previously. And I live on, I live on the second floor and I get around on my knees. And I remember coming home from work one day and coming up the stairs. And at this time I was only 23, 24, something like that. And sweating like I ran the marathon. And I'm like, well, I have to do something. So I literally joined a gym, knew nothing about working out. I would literally go there and do the same workout every single day. Finally, a trainer saw me. He's like, listen, man, I see you in here all the time. He goes, let me design a program for you, your goals and around your challenges, and we'll see what we can do. One thing led to another. Um, I slowly started to lose the weight. And that is when I discovered the inner athlete in myself that I had always been looking for and always been chasing. Um, And I, I was literally taking video to show my friends and family everything I was doing because all of this stuff was new. You know, I, I knew I was never going to be the fastest, never going to be the strongest guy in the gym, but I was competing with myself and pushing myself. So the trainer said to me, he goes, you know what, James, if you're doing all this stuff and you're taking all these videos, he goes, you might want to start a public account because you never know who you could inspire. So that is how the social media presence for Handicapable Fitness came to be. But then I wanted to take it a step further. And I was like, you know, I've been given a lot in life in terms of experiences and networking and that sort of thing. I've had coaches and trainers and, you know, some of my best friends are some of the brightest minds in the fitness industry. And I said to myself, well, how can I give those experiences to other people with physical challenges? 
And that's when I turned Handicapable Fitness into a nonprofit organization. And we just launched officially as a nonprofit in July of 2020. Hell yeah, dude. That is, dude, your, your story. Like I'm sitting here and I don't, for the, for these guys, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it once or twice before. And each time you tell it, it's still like the first time, man. Like it's like, it's a holy shit moment that like you're, yeah. you're an inspirational dude. Seriously. Like, and I'm glad that, you know, the relation we've built a relationship, you know, as us as a crew to hang out with you and to have your, you know, your grace here, man. Like it's a, you know, you're a big deal. You do. Like, yeah, dude, it's really cool to hear. Your Spartan events, dude. Tell, tell us about your Spartan events. Like, that's one thing I know you're you're very proud of. That and your sled hockey, because that's something people can relate to that listen to this. So, absolutely, I, I love that. So, um, Spartan called me about back in. Let me back up. I think it was 2019. Um, Spartan decided that they wanted to do a para Spartan race. Um, so para means people with physical disability. So what they did was, I think it was five, five to six people per team, and each person within that team had some type of challenge. So they could have a spinal cord injury. You had to have a wheelchair, at least one wheelchair athlete. Um, so people could have cerebral palsy, spinal cord injury, you know, um, they could be an amputee, so on and so forth. So Spartan called me about three weeks before the first ever pair of Spartan race. They said, listen, we're doing this Spartan race. It's, it's going to be teams of, you know, five or six. These are the parameters. It's going to be three and a half miles through the desert in Laughlin, Nevada. Will, will you do it? Now, me, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what a Spartan race is, but somebody just challenged me to something, and I'm going to go do it. So then I'm like, absolutely, let's go. Let's do this thing. You know, and then I YouTubed a Spartan race and I'm like, what did I just get myself into? Like, holy crap, this is, this is absolutely wild. So go out to Vegas and we, we, we do this thing and there's probably 30 to 40,000 people there. And, you know, I could just feel the energy. I tell people all the time that it, that it was like a Tony Robbins conference you know, magnified by a hundred because there was so much energy. And I'm like, this is absolutely awesome. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm by myself and this woman comes running up and she goes, I had a shirt on with my logo on it. She goes, Oh my God. She goes, I follow you on social media. And because of you, my friend wants, I mean, my son wants to be a personal trainer. And I went over and I talked to him and he looked at me like I was the rock. And from that point on, I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I, rock, dude, you're like, motivational, dude. I'm sorry, dude, like, that's that's cr- dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's that's an unreal thing to hear. To I, I can only imagine seeing your logo on someone who you've never met for the very first time, and having them like feel like that they want to be like you, and that's that's unreal, dude. It it. It really, it really is like a, a wild, wild feeling, you know, and it's something that, that is super humbling because I can honestly say that I'm able to live my dream 
because of people like you guys who give me the opportunity to share my story, to share the mission of Handicapable Fitness and, and everything that we're trying to do. You know, there's that old saying, it takes a village. And this really takes a village. Um, you know, I'm the face of it, but there's so many working parts behind the scenes, um, like we were talking about when it comes to the podcasting. You know, there's so many moving parts and so many crucial people that make this thing happen, you know, and that the same thing goes for this organization and everything that we're trying to do. So, James, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit about the sled hockey because oh, the sled hockey. People, I know that there's people um, that are interested in that. I, I, I mean, I do have, um, I, there's a couple guys I know in the, the skate for 22, I think that have partaken mm, in sled hockey events. Yeah. And I've tried, uh, it, so it's, it's, it's an interesting aspect. It is, it is such an awesome sport. I mean, I, I'm so thankful. I got to try it right before the, the, um, the pandemic hit. And I think I only did it probably four or five times, but man, oh man, that is the most competitive thing I've ever done in my life. And I, I loved it because if you know me as a person, and I mean, hopefully the handicapable community doesn't think bad of me after this, but I am a, I am the most competitive person you you'd ever meet in my life in your life, you know. And I remember this one particular story where there was this guy, and I I know I wasn't very good because, like I said only played like four or five times so how good are you going to be unless you're Crosby or friggin Wayne Gretzky right off the bat right so I knew I sucked and the thing is I'll tell you I sucked but and I I was a hundred percent okay with that but I like doing it so I'm gonna show up each and every week to do it and I'll tell you like I said before that I sucked but so we're, we're, doing, we're doing these drills and there was this guy there. He played on like the quote unquote professional sled hockey team that he basically had to pay for to be on, but he was a professional. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but okay. Those professional fees, but, man. They make you more of a man. Yeah. <laughs> the bank tells you when they take, when you have some fees in there. <laughs> Those are the fees they're involved. You're a man, take it. Exactly. So, so, you know, each week he's like, tell me you suck. Why are you here? Just don't, don't even show up next week, you know? And I'm like, okay. So finally, finally I got, I got sick of it. And like, we're doing, we're doing this drill. And of course I screw up and he, 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 you know, says to me, man, just go home. Why are you even here? Why do you show up each week? So I, so I skated over to him and he's got like, Troy Paul Amalu hair like coming out of his head like he's getting ready to do a, his helmet like he's getting ready to do a sh head and shoulders commercial or something and and I'm like listen man I go I go over to him in the corner I go listen man I go why don't you why don't you wait in the parking lot afterwards I'll give you 10 bucks so you can so you can get that haircut you hippie he looks at me and he goes f you and me I I just laugh because I, I wanted him to punch me just so I could 
say I got into a hockey fight, oh, that, that would be that would be <laughs> James awesome. Awesome. He chirped. He had his first successful chirp off in a James, corner, guys. Dude, that sounds <laughs> James, dude. That sounds like me. The first I didn't know how to play hockey until I think like I don't know, Aaron. When, when what was last year? What was it? 2019? I don't know. I think yeah. it was like 2019 when Tanner and I were tying your skates because you didn't know how yeah, to do it. Dude, so it was like so James, I didn't tw- summer or Christmas 2018. I or around 20 fall 2018. I I saw my roommate Tanner and Aaron. I went to one of their like intramural games and I was like, oh shit, this looks pretty cool. I want to learn how to do this. So Christmas 2018, I got skates that January over winter break. I was taking lessons and I was so excited to play. I want I wanted that whole summer 2019 from January to like August. I was learning to skate, doing hockey drills and whatnot. I was so excited to play. I came and and it was I was easily, easily by a mile the worst person skating out there. But it was so much fun to be out there and we're playing on D, on division one in a division one stadium, so it's it was so cool. And I know I'm still I'm still god awful, but it's I, I I can definitely connect with you. Hey, you said it, not me. No, dude, listen, Kev, Kevin's seen me play too. It's but, I'm not you're not you don't have to be good, but it's just so much fun to get out there and feel like you're playing and whatnot. I'm a big, yeah, I mean it, it. It's it's an adrenaline rush. I've had plenty of guys chirp me on the ice and I've been, no, I've, I've had that experience. Aaron, no, Aaron knows me that if somebody chirps me, I'm going to say something right back to him. And I'm not going to throw the first hit. Cause I'm 130 pounds, five, nine. I'm a, I'm a string bean, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm wait, I, I am like hoping somebody throws the first hit just cause I, yeah. I, I just say, same as you. I want somebody to, I, I want to be able to say I was in a hockey fight. Hey James, but, but, <laughs> my you're a fucking pigeon. Money down. That's what you are. If we put money down, James. Would you beat up Dustin? We can put probably. that in the episode. We can do a probably. fight if you want. We'll do like our own little section three round fight. But you can go at it. Let's make that. Let's make that happen. We would be the dudes who like you. You've seen like the videos on YouTube where the dudes fight, and they're like, "Ah, good fight, dude. Good, good job." That would be that would be a hundred percent. 100%. That would so be us. Good, good job, dude. That was, that was fun. That was fun. I, I like that. That, that would so be us. Reasons. But no, like, like you were saying, just to, just to wrap it up so we can move on. But no, I, I 100% relate to you being being the dude who, who does not know how to play. I learned how to play when I was 19, 20 years old. Most of these guys have mm-hmm. been skating since they were three, three, four, five years old. So, yeah, but no, exactly. I, 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 I can 100% uh, relate to you not being the dude who knows how to play, getting out with the with these dudes who've been playing and forever. The th- and the thing is it, it and the thing is it's all it's all just about competing. Like oh, absolutely I, I at the end of the day I'm I'm an athlete at heart and I would never like I would never mean any ill will towards anybody ever. But just just in the yeah. you know in between those lines the juices start to flow. Mm-hmm. And dude. and you know you're playing hockey. There's no, dude, no I, not politically correct. I'm sorry. One of the, no. one of the games we were playing, a game, we were playing, we were playing a, a game last year and a buddy who I've been friends with since my freshman, sophomore year of college, he was on the other team. And he, like I said, he, he's one of those guys who's been playing forever. 
and he was chirping me. We were going back and forth at it. And on the ice, you got you're you're not friends. If they're not wearing the same color shirt as you, you're not yeah, friends yeah. at all. But yeah, as soon exactly. as we got back into the locker room and we, and we uh, the way the intramurals are, you share locker rooms. We came off, we're in the locker room, we're dicking around, joking with each other and like best friends. Yeah. It's just about having fun on the ice. Exactly. Whether, whether, you, whether you know how to play or not, it's, it's, it's just about have, going out, playing the game that you love, trying something new and enjoying it. Love it. Exact, exactly. So, so you know what I'm, you know what I'm hearing with all this? I'm, I'm hearing that, that once this pandemic's over and things start to open up and the hockey stuff starts again, we, we, we got to get you to come to Boston. Oh, oh we we're dude, I'll pull up. Sled hockey. I'll pull up. Oh, I'll play some sled hockey. I'll, I'll hop That'd on a sled, amazing. dude. I'll throw, a, I'll throw a GoPro on, man. And I'll <laughs> oh, yes. On. You dude, see I'll me hop. just cruising down the ice. <laughs> dude, I'll hop, I can hop my forearms, dude. Dude, I, I've been preparing for this for years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, no, dude, I, I, I can barely skate on two feet. So, may, I, I, again, I may be, uh, I'm probably way off base, but I can barely skate on with uh, on my feet. But may, maybe a sled's a little easier. <laughs> they are. Um, blades. I thought they were pretty easy, but I'm used to being on, on blades. We'll give it to you. Go ahead, James. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't find it easy, but, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I ate the ice a couple of different times, but I, but that's the thing. That's the thing. I you love it. You and me it. both, dude. So, you and me both. So, 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 so let me, let me, let me tell you this story. So, so we're going through the, we're going through this drill and I forget what the drill is. Um, but it, but it's like right by the face off dot in, in one of the zones, but I'm, cl- I'm close to the boards. Right. And I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't even know what the drill was, but the instructor was like, "James, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use you. You're gonna skate up this way." All of a sudden, I just look and I see him like skating across the ice full speed <laughs> from from one from one end of the from one circle to the other in the zone, and he drops down to his knees and he just shoulders me, and I mean, I get pancaked, just absolutely obliterated in the boards. And he goes, and everybody else is down the other end of the ice. And he goes, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, I love it. Let's go. I was like, I mean, this this guy, like, plastic. I look like the Nickelodeon logo <laughs> on, on the board. I, I, I was, Dude, I, I, my, it was when I was still taking oh. lessons. This dude in his um, it, he has like a barn basically in his own like homemade barn indoors, and it's probably I don't know probably ten feet, ten fifteen feet wide by like thirty or forty long, so it's not it's not very big. Uh, I again, it's not as cool as your story, but I I started to learn. I've been doing it for a few weeks, a couple months, and I was like, all right, I got this skating thing down. I can stand up. I tried to do one of those ice scoops. You know how like the NHL, they score a goal. They do they drop down to one. You do an ice scoop. Oh, I, yeah. tried, I tried to do that. And dude, I 
wiped out. I <laughs> oh, dude, it was ugly. I looked. You guys ready? I can explain what Dustin looked like the first game. He still couldn't figure out what hand to put the top hand for his stick. He was no, I okay, okay, sure okay, no, what no, no, side no. to grab. All right, all right. I I'd be like, Dustin, switch hands as he's skating down. He's like, oh crap! And then the, puck, the puck goes from one end of the zone to the next, and he's already no. trying to catch up. So he does that hard big C. Oh, no, raises the I circle. Know, I, I know you, you give me a lot of shit. Well, turns like the Titanic missing the iceberg, man. You it's give me great. a lot of shit, but I, 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 I can skate fast. I, I have the speed. I have you the slide speed. faster though. Yes. No, dude. Oh. I have so many stories of me play. I, I, I don't even want to join a men's league now because we won I'm so bad. that's the thing you just we did, we, we did right win we, did win. we won games I, and i just put I, you in the positions to succeed not fail <laughs> no i almost had a, i almost had a slap shot dude i almost had a almost slap had shot. a slap shot he put himself off sides though <laughs> no, no no it wasn't even off sides it was it was just like um i think it was sam we had her on the show she sent me a, it was her and i it was a two-on-one and i'm flying out of the dudes on her she sent it over to me i looked the stick up I made contact with it, but it was just like awful. It was just like chip the chip the the thing or the stick, the thing. God, it, it it like just clipped the stick and went right behind me. What I literally my goal now or my my strategy now is I I skate down. We get in the zone. Is to hit I'll the puck. Screw, yes, yes, honestly, yes. I I scream. I'll, I'll go and I'll try and screen the goaltender and just like get a stick. Just keep my stick on the ice and try to get a. Stand back door and try to get a, a back door goal. Let's go for a tip. If it hits you, it yeah, hits that's you. what I'm doing, dude. I'm trying to be Doug Glad from uh, from Goon. He skates like right him, dude. he showed up with the he showed up with figure skates the first skate too. Man, it was great. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Black I, I leather only, boot I skates. My balls, man, but like, I have to clarify that. I have to clarify guards. that for the street cred. Yeah. No. Were Were they signed by Nancy Kerrigan or Tanya Harding? Tanya Harding, actually. <laughs> the, he's a Tanya Harding fan all day. I am a Tanya Look Harding him. fan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is what oh. this show is all about. It's just like right. a fun conversation, huh? James. I, I will say, though, real quick, just speaking of Barnes and hockey, though, anybody else excited for the post-game interviews of Daryl Sutter coming back? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yes. yes. You know, did you guys see the meme that I posted about the yes. fact that yeah, you saw that? Yes. It was just for anybody that needs clarification, Daryl Sutter coached for the Flames back in 2004, the last time ESPN broadcasted games. Now, the people that were hockey fans, quote unquote, aren't really hockey fans. They're going to be like, oh, he still coaches for them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he shows Dude, up. Happy, yeah. He's I'm been gone, won two cups. Yeah, let's I'm not forget happy. that he brought two cups to LA. So Exactly. I'm I gave him happy. his praise. I'm just happy we don't have to listen to Pierre anymore, oh, or at least thank as much. God. Yeah, but now we get Stephen A. Smith, so I guess I guess it's a double sword. No, nah, bro, Stephen A. Smith is sick. Like I, I live for him talking about hockey because he knows that he really doesn't know what he's talking about. But I, I have a love hate relationship with Stephen A. Smith. I just think he's like one of the most pompous assholes out there. But I also he's the love guy that thinks women's MMA shouldn't be in the UFC, and it is huge. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Yeah. Like those girls were like, let's put him in a cage with fucking the lioness and see what Dude, she is that a thing? 
Like, I have to look that up. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, he said like, something about women, women in MMA, dude. Like Tim Kennedy ripped him, ripped him apart, and so did quite a few other people. Like, get for, this guy out of this. Like Frank Muir, I believe, did too. For, for, like, he's first a of joke, all, a quack, all that shit. Everybody was saying that. Oh shit, him. he he did say. I just, I just, Stephen A. Smith on women fighting in UFC. I just don't like it. Oh yeah. shit. See. Like that's his. Well, don't watch it then, because I like it. So exactly. cancel. Hash, hashtag cancel Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yeah, right, we're gonna be right behind him. <laughs> hashtag bring back right Don Cherry. <laughs> so you got some big stuff, James, coming up. You're going to be going down to Texas. You want to tell us about yes. that? You want to? So, I know that you got um, some plugs. So tell us. Okay, so so I've been I've been uh, fortunate enough to be accepted into the Adaptive Training Foundation. Uh, for those that don't know what the Adaptive Training Foundation is, it's a, gy- it's a gym, it's a, hu- it's a humongous gym, basically a pro, a pro style strength and conditioning gym, um, but they strictly work with wounded warriors and handicapped athletes or adaptive athletes. So it's a nine week program so we'll we'll go we'll go down or I'll go down there. Uh, I think they work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they do other stuff to like make you journal because what they want to do is they want to break you down in a good way to build you back up and make you make you stronger, not just physically, but but they work on on the mental side as well. And I've been given the opportunity to go down there and network. One of their uh, the first person that the that the founder worked with David Bavara. He was actually chosen as Mr. Irrelevant by the then, well, they are the LA Rams, um, but they were the originally LA Rams uh, back when he played a few years ago. And he ended up having to retire early and he was just gonna be a normal strength condition coach for collegiate athletes and, and pros, pros uh, players. And then he saw Travis Mills at a gas station. And he, for those that don't know, Travis Mills is, a, I think he's, what, a quadruple amputee? He's a um, man, is what he is. I, 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 got, yeah, to, I got fortunate enough to school, our school put a, a, a talk on, and he's just, wow. <laughs> like, oh, if oh, I could put you, if the two of you could be in a room, I, I would, the room would explode with, I would like to be the fly on the wall to sit there and see what you guys could <laughs> think up man i'm serious just uh, you're both so remarkable he, he, well well thank you i it's it's an honor to even be put in that sentence with him um but just to paint the picture for the listeners i believe he is a quadruple amputee i don't know what branch of the military he served in um, he was in the army okay so david bavar saw him i think he was at a gas station and he was like i have to work with him so he, he he went over to him and he's like, I, w- I would love to work with you. This is who I am. I'm a professional strength and conditioning coach. And Travis looked at him and I believe he said, what are you talking about? Don't you see that I'm a quadruple amputee? Or don't you see my challenges? Are you being some type of smart ass? And, um, and he's like, you know what? Just let me work with you. So, so they ended up working together. And um, David Barrera, uprooted his whole system and he now only works with handicapped athletes and wounded warriors um so again it's a nine-week program and then i think the 10th week 
we go on some type of retreat. And I know in the wintertime, they usually go to Salt Lake and go on a group skiing trip. So that is going to be a huge opportunity. I'm super, super thankful for that. Just to learn and be around like-minded people. And honestly, that's what I'm most excited about is I'm a student. I want to take what I've learned there and bring it back here and pass it on to other people. I mean, yes, I want to, I want to improve physically. All that stuff is great, but I'm looking at it as what can I, what can I get from this program to give back to other people? That's, that's my whole mission in life, honestly. Hell yeah, man. The more you give, the more you get, right? A hundred percent. And you give, you give so much of your time and so much for people like that. Tell us, tell us, um, you know, just how, you know, you, you talked about nutrition and you talked about your strength and all that. Can you, can you talk, like, tell us a little bit, you had mentioned about how some, there were some doctors that told you to stay away from weight training and all of that. And, you know, how you guys got into this. I remember, I think it was Lauren, you guys, we were having a conversation about this not too long ago. And somebody, I think it was it you that said that there was, they had said their doctors had kept told them to stay away from, you know, weight training and doing any of that because you could get hurt or have a serious problem. Um, no, no, it wasn't me, but, and I haven't had that said to me, but I've heard of people being that, being told that, and that, that is completely asinine. If you think about it, I mean, fitness and nutrition is important for anybody, but you, you take a handicapable person, it, it becomes a matter of literally life and death because because, you know, depending on what the disability is, fortunately, mine isn't like muscular dystrophy or one of those that basically eat your muscles alive until you eventually pass away. But that old saying that they have, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's the thing. And yeah, it's nice to have a six pack and look good on, on South Beach when, when we're down there, whatever. But for this population, it's so important just for their just for their way of life and to to be able to do everyday things that a lot of us take for granted um so it's extremely extremely important i mean working out improve improves mental health mental health is something i'm also passionate about and the the addiction world even though i've never used as as everybody here and everybody probably listening we all known somebody that, that has used and, you know, has lost the battle with some type of addiction or whatever the case may be, but it, it, it improves the mental health. It improves bone density. I mean, the, the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons and it's not even close. Well, yeah, we're actually, when it, we're animals, man. We're former animals. We, we were, you know, hunters, gatherers many years ago. Like you've got to take care of yourself. You got to work out in order for you to, you know, feel that's what you're supposed to do. You're not designed to sit in front of a desk or a screen. You know, you got to get up, move exactly. around, get some sunlight. You got to do stuff. And the, like you were su- such an active guy, even in the snowstorms, man. Like I was, when you told, when, I, when the, we got those snowstorms and you were like, yeah, man, I got to get to the gym and do all this stuff. I'm like, man, I wonder how James is doing, <laughs> you know? And you talked about, you know, I you get just, there, I make sure I make it. it. And you do, like you get up and you go, man. Like there's, a, you got that Jocko drive <laughs> and it's wild, <laughs> you know? Like well, you push, well, you push well, every day. 
And you set a good example. Well, well, it's, be, it's because it, there's a couple different factors in there for you. Um, one, I shouldn't be here. You know, the doctors pretty much told my family, like, all right, you better go up and say your goodbyes. But, and then if he does live, we don't know the type of mental issues he's going to have. I mean, I have my mental issues. That's pretty clear. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm able to... No, I, I, don't I see say that. No, no, I don't see my, no mental issues, but go my, ahead. My, 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 my mental issue is just being a Bostonian. That's what, that's what my mental issue oh, is. Oh, a tough son of a bitch? All right, keep going. Yeah, exactly. So, so then... Um, so I shouldn't be here, you know? So... And here I am. I've been able to work in radio for six to seven years. Um, I've been able to do Spartan races, play sled hockey, all these different things. And I, I think about if I don't show up and go to the gym, there's two things I think about. There's so many people, and I don't say this in a bragging way, but there's so many people that would love to be able to do the things that I'm able to do. So by me, you know, sitting around eating Cheetos and watching TV, that's being disrespectful to them. Um, and then another thing that drives me is, as I said earlier, the James you see today took so, so many people to help build. Yes, I put the work in. I had to answer the bell. I had to step up to the plate. But I didn't get here alone. So, so, if, it's, so if I choose to sit out and not do anything, that's disrespectful to the people that got me there. And I don't want to have that on my conscience. So that that's what forces me to get up and go. Absolutely, man. No, you you do. And it's crazy because I'll, I'll talk to you. And like even me, I'll, I'll do that. Like there's, there's days everybody has their laps. And I know I have it too, but I'll sit there. And I've been told this since I was little. I'm not sure where I had ever heard it from. I know it's been around. But the days that you don't feel like doing something and you actually go, you actually get a little bit better. Those are the days that you try harder. Those are the days that you focus just a little bit more. So if you really suck at something and you don't want to do it because you know you suck at it, I hate running, dude. And I, it, like, I did so much of it for so many years. I never want to do that. <laughs> or like, dude, he's right there with me. Like, if we had to choose yeah. to run ever again, like, I would rather if I had to take the idea of getting shot or made to run. I'm just like, just kill me now. I'm going to die tired. So you might as well just shoot. <laughs> like, there's no point. <laughs> We're gonna run. Yeah. I went to, uh, when, you know, I went to a PT for Ian. He took me on base. I signed like a, a, a pass or whatever, I guess pass for a week. We went to the, like one of these PT trainings and I almost died. I was like, fuck, he was like, fuck, you guys do this every day. I'm like, shit. Every man. day, man. I, I can't, <laughs> like, <for> miles. <laughs> he took out, like, the tires. There was flips. He was like, run a mile. And then it was like these, like, sleds. And it was like, do a pull up. And it was like this whole circuit. And I'm like, no. You're going to add the rope climb in there. And that's your, that's your day. You got to add the 30 foot rope climb and you're good to go. But, well, you know, like that's that's but you felt good afterwards or like the adrenaline yeah. you got afterwards. You just felt like, yeah, I kicked the shit out of myself, but like I'm feeling I'm, the best I ever did. Yeah, man. Like you, there's been nights where like I love I love every sport I play. And I know you guys can all relate to this. And there's days where you just it didn't feel like, you know, James, you had said it. If it doesn't if it's not fun, why do it? Like you're not going to mm -hmm. love it anymore if it's not fun. That's the whole point of the podcast. Like we keep this fun. So, of course, we want to keep doing it because it's fun. 
you know, as the exposure shows, we're still making that fun, even though it's causing stress, but it's not hurting any of our relationships. That so, is, I mean, that, that's that, what I said. That's what I said to Aaron. One of the first things when he, when he told me that he wanted to get into this and he's like, dude, we can, we can do this. We can do that. Oh, we can maybe make a little money. I said, dude, absolutely. But the one thing is to remember that the minute you're not having fun anymore, the minute that it becomes a job and a chore and you're not having fun recording, you're not right. looking forward to getting online and posting the posting the podcast and seeing how many people are listening. The moment that's not fun, that that's the last episode. That's that's when you yeah. have to quit. That's when you got to stop. It, and 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 the th and the thing I'll throw in there too, like you 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 hit the nail on the head. Um, but especially being in Clubhouse, you you hear this a lot. And I understand like people wanting to make money, like that's great. But everybody is like, just like with society, it's a it's a get rich quick scheme or not scheme, but like, how can I make money off of this? Hold on a second. You've only done what 10 angles. That's, that's, yeah, that's all that's is James. That's another thing that I said to Aaron is, and what, cause he was, he was like, Oh, we can make a little money doing this X, Y, Z. And one of the first, as soon as he said that, I said, Aaron, stop. If this is about money, I'm not doing this. Cause this isn't, I'm not doing yeah. this for money. I'm not doing this to make a couple extra bucks. I'm doing it because I love podcasting. I have two podcasts now. I'm doing it because I love it. I love talking to people. I love talking in general. My roommates and family can attest to that. Yeah, but, so can oh, I can too. That's why you're here. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in it for the love of the game. I'm not I'm not in here to make a hundred bucks here or there. Exactly. I'm in it because I love talking and and that's and I, I said and this was before we, we got to where we are. This was way back in uh, October, September, September or whenever. This is like September. August, September. I, I said, and so before I knew Aaron a lot better than I know him now, I said to him, I said, if, if this is just for money, I'm not doing it. And you shouldn't do this because mm -hmm. it's a waste of time. You're, you're probably not going for, unless you're Joe Rogan, you're not going to be making, this isn't going to be a full-time job. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to be able to pay for everything. Yeah, but Joe Rogan money. also had stopped before the podcast had made him where he is. No, too, sure, so. sure, absolutely. But no, the main thing is that if you want to get into podcasting and you want to do it for the money, you're in the wrong business. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're in this because right. we want to we want to maybe reach someone. As long, we said this a couple of weeks ago, as long as we reach one person, we've done our job. Yeah. Everyone else is just a bonus. Exactly. It's all. It, it sounds sad to say, but it's just success after that. But not saying everybody's success. But you know, we're happy to help there's people that have connected there's people that have asked hey who you know who's that life coach like this is it's cool like it's as long as we've nice. helped one person as exactly. long as we've helped one person every it's yeah. worth it every, getting online every every friday night for two hours and all the all the week all all the time we put in during the week it's all worth it if, as long as we've helped one person and made them smile that's our job done everyone yes, else is just a bonus exactly yeah i mean Go ahead, go ahead, Aaron. No, I was going to say, mate, while you do this, keep talking, but say what you were going to say, but go right into what your podcast is about, because this is where everybody okay. needs to hear it for sure. Cause you've got one that's uh, pretty awesome. So, okay. So I was in a clubhouse room uh, yesterday and the question of the question of the day or the question of the room was how do you, how do you take feedback? Do you look for feedback? Like, how, how much of it do you take in and push aside? And you know, so many people were like, oh, you know, I, 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 you know, I take my, I take my feedback super, super serious. And Aaron, I think you were in there. 
And, yeah. and I mean, I, when I look to get feedback, I look at people, I don't want to say that I, that I, you know, admire or whatever, because everybody's valid. But if you, if I come to you and I, I say, Hey guys, the wet down podcast suck. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that is what I would discard. But if I, but if I were to say, hey, the Wet Down podcast sucks because of A, B, and C, you have something to then build on. But yep. people, what they, don't, what they don't realize is that, what, and just like anything in life, why did you start doing what you were doing? Did, and to me, people get caught up in wanting to monetize it so quickly. And it's like, no, you did, the, you did this to touch one person. You did this so you could sit around and... and BS with your friends for two hours on a Friday night. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that is what you need to remember as these things grow and get bigger. Um, with that said, my podcast is called the Adaptive Collaborative Podcast. Um, I host it with a friend of mine. She is an amputee um, and she also runs a nonprofit organization. And the nonprofit sector is just like the regular business sector where there's a lot of competition. It's very cutthroat, the whole nine yards. Um, and we decided to come together and show that we can accomplish more together than we can apart. And let's show unity. So what we do is we bring on handicapped athletes, people from the fitness industry, people from the medical field, and bring them on, allow them to share their story and really give them the spotlight because Similar to what you guys were saying, if you touch one person and similar to what I do with Handicapped Fitness, if you go to the social media platforms, you'll, you'll see so many different people represented. It's not just James working out because my goal with that and the podcast is to have everybody represented so that as they're, you know, going to listen to the podcast or, you know, they're scrolling through Instagram or looking on Facebook they see themselves represented on the page and that can pave the way for somebody else to then go after their own dream. Yeah, dude. What's the name of hers? The nonprofit. Um, it is adaptively abled amputees. Okay. That's no, dude. I was, I was just going to say, it's great to hear a fellow podcaster and a fellow radio head. Um, we were talking before how I've been doing radio at my school for, Four years now, I, I interned with iHeart iHeart Media. Got to experience that. It's it's really nice to hear a fellow radio head talk about that and all the great things you're doing. Thank you. I mean, I mean, it's been it's been amazing. I mean, we've had we've had so many great people on, and every every single week, I'm like, holy crap! Like this person has a story that really punches you in the face. Like this. This is yeah. good stuff. That's us. That's that's literally us right here, dude. Um, I remember I I, I always kind of laugh when people say, "Oh, podcasting or oh, radio, it's so easy." No, I'll qualify this saying again. It's not the hardest job out there. Obviously, there's people doing shit much harder than we are. <laughs> but I love it when people say, "Oh, well, that's so easy. You just sit down and you just talk." Well, I, I still remember my very the very first time I was a freshman, a baby-faced 18-year-old. I'm still baby-faced, but uh, I was a baby-faced 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear it. I was a baby-faced 18-year-old <laughs> sitting down in front of the mic uh, my, my first time, and I was like, 
not panicking, but I could barely talk. And I know people at our, our radio, there's not a whole lot of people that listen to it, but just the, the whole thought that, oh, all these people I don't know are listening to me right now. There could have been one, there could have been a zillion for all I knew. And it, like, it, it's nervous. It, it's about 100 million years, your, your some aliens will hear it, dude. So you're good. What'd you, what'd you say? Say, so say that again, I missed mi- that. I said 100 million years, man, some aliens will hear it. Yeah, for real, dude. But no, but no, like it's 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 not easy talking to talking to people that you don't know, people that you're never gonna meet. But, but it's but let, go ahead, let, me, go ahead. Let, let me let me back up and tell you how the podcast started. So one of my Please. really good fr- one of my really good friends uh used to work for Spartan and she was pretty high up. When the pandemic hit, um Spartan, just like everybody else, pivoted to doing online Zoom that sort of thing. And she says, James, I know that you worked in radio for six years. Would you want to do a podcast for us on Wednesday night? So I was like, absolutely. This is, this is awesome. So my co-host was actually my first guest on the Spartan podcast that, that I did. And then we did, we did probably eight to 10 episodes. And then Spartan pivoted away from the online platform to do something else. And we're like, you know what? We have pretty good momentum here. Why don't we just keep this going? And we um, do it every Tuesday night via Zoom, 8 p.m. Eastern, so people can come on. People can like watch in the audience, typing questions to the to the guests. And then we usually save about the last five to 10 minutes to have the guests answer questions from the audience. So it's kind of cool to see how it's grown and become almost appointment radio or TV for people and how they look for it. So it's awesome. Heck yeah, man. No, we met some, we met a crew of guys that when you've got a niche, you go, you go for it and you've got, when mm-hmm. you've got something and you feel that momentum, don't stop. That's the, no. that's definitely the right thing to do and keep going there. Like I couldn't, couldn't tell you that more <laughs> like you did the right thing there. Cause you've, You've got a good thing. You you tell people in in Clubhouse your story, and you can just hear people be like, "Whoa, <laughs> damn!" You know, now <laughs> when you got yourself when you got yourself on you know talking on your own podcast, and you have the ability to do this. Like I've seen some of your Instagram lives. I've been I've been a, a viewer of what you've put up, and man, dude, like you got some good stuff. The things that you've talked about with Coach Reese and in that, it's been really really good, really good. Uh, you know, I, I love this stuff because similar to what you guys were saying. And I, I feel that this is so this is so overused, but I mean this from the depths of my soul. I am all about helping other people because I was that person that was the guy with cerebral palsy. Like, but but here's the thing, guys. Not, none of you guys have a physical disability. But struggle recognizes struggle. So, so you guys have been in the military, so you might have some PTSD or have buddies that have PTSD or, or deal with certain, certain challenges and issues and that whole sort of thing. But, but we, can, we, can, we can relate in so many different ways because struggle recognizes struggle. I tell people all the time, cerebral palsy is the best thing that's ever happened to me because it's allowed me to connect with people 
in so many different ways, not only the handicapable athlete and show them that they're not just defined by their challenge, but I can talk to the guy at the grocery store when, when I see him struggling with something. I can talk to somebody who's, who's an addict and say, you know what? I get where you're coming from, even though I've never used because we've all dealt with depression. And, and the one thing I'll say is that so often we get caught up in, you know, oh, I don't want to do this because I might fail. I, I don't want to do this because my, my family says I can't or we can put in this box. No, you have to go after what you want to do. And if you fail, it's not failure because I guarantee you that you've, that you've learned something throughout that whole process. For me, I'll give you a real life story. Garth Brooks has a song called Unanswered Prayers. Oh, that, dude, that's my man. That's my dude. I love him. That, I, I met him when po, I was po, like po, 10 years old. Post the Facebook video. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so for those that are unfamiliar with that, that song, um, it talks about how he wanted something so bad in life and he didn't get it. That is me because all I wanted to do was work in radio. But it, but if I, if I got what I wanted so bad, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And the lessons that I've learned from that have transferred over into me being able to help other people because of that quote unquote failure of radio. Yeah, dude, no, no, I feel you, man. Feel that failure fucking bug is the worst thing that you can, if that, that, if that thing just like sits like a dark mass over you and it, it hovers, I, that, that's the only way I feel like it, I could say it happened to me. Like, that's how I felt. I mean, this is something that's starting from the ground up. We're trying to figure out how it goes. The show has continued to morph and turn into the way it has. This wasn't what it was. Our first two episodes. Sorry to everybody that's listened to us before. Like you're never going to hear them again. We can promise you that much. You know, literally before we started recording, I I deleted them. Yeah, because they were just that garbage. We kept them up for growth, but they're garbage. We don't need them anymore. We can see where the growth has come. We understand where the changes came from. And, you know, we, it's just showing up, dude. Like you, you show up so much and like you, I say this. So you got to love, I think you're going to love this. I'm sorry. I tripped on my words, but I think you're going to love it. You're not, what I love about you is you're not politically correct. You say it, you're a hundred percent authentic. If you don't agree with something or someone, you're not afraid to tell them. And Mm -mm. the world needs more people like you to do that. And there's not enough of it. And when somebody like me tries to do that, I look like the politically, yeah. you know, the unpolitically correct asshole. But if those same words came out of your mouth, it, you look like the hero for a lot of it too. And it's great that you speak up for what you do for, for others and, and just how you, co- how you fucking show up, man. Like because, you really do. Because I, want- I have a responsibility to, to do that. Because if, if I don't do it, Somebody else could could be thinking it and just not have the courage to say and not have the voice or the confidence within themselves to say it. And they're sitting on their hands because they don't know what little Susie or or little Bobby over there is going to think of them. Listen, you need to show up and you need to be you because 
everybody has a story and everybody adds something to this world that only you can give. So you, God could be trying to give somebody a blessing through you, but because you're so scared of what somebody else might think, you don't take action upon that. And somebody, somebody's blessing could be delayed because of that whole fear of, oh my God, what are people gonna think? Well, flip, flip that around and say, oh my God, what if I do this and it sparks that light in somebody? And next thing you know, they find the courage to go on and keep going. James, dude, I got two things to, to say here. One is the author, like Aaron said, the authenticity thing is so true. Like, I don't think people, a lot of people in terms of specifically people in suits and who are running big businesses and whatever realize this. Maybe that's just my, my marketing brain going in, coming into it. But authenticity mm -hmm. right now is the number one most important thing. It's what regular people crave. They, cra they don't, they don't want to be, again, I'll tie this back to marketing just because that's my, mar my major and my field of study. But people don't want to see the, the, oh, the, the, the canvas, the, the everything's okay. Everything, everyone's happy. Everyone's good. Yep. People craze, crave the authenticity and real life. And mm -hmm. the, the second thing I just wanted to say is when you were saying how everybody has something that they're, that they're going through, whether it's physical or whatnot, uh, and you just want to help people because of it, because you've went through it. I know I can, I don't know about these guys, but I can personally relate to it. I've struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with depression before and it makes you want to help other people and to make, you, you don't want anybody else to go through that. You don't want anyone else to feel like you exactly. are. Exactly. So that, that just real, that just really hit, hit me deep there when you said that. So I really appreciate you saying that. You were going to say something, right, Kevin? uh yeah no i just i i like the authentic part of it but the problem i seem to find is right now what we were told as kids were sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me that's bullshit mm -hmm. at a time right yeah. now being it's authentic like situation and I told what you, you want to say yeah man is you take it is, personally it's, it's true. you know we're not united no more we're all separated we're all out for ourselves we're not looking out for each other and i think at some point it just needs to change and Absolutely. if this year's it's yeah. oh, i don't know Duki, uh, can you enlighten us real quick i know i know he's got something i know he's got something to say on this for sure yeah it's uh, like i i really think constructive criticism gets taken the wrong way yeah. where people think that it's bad and it may sound bad but if, if they're going to give that to you, they're trying to help you. Yeah. It's constructive for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. But a lot of people cannot differentiate the two to where they just feel like people are slamming them, but they're really not. They're just trying to help. But it's all on the person and how they take it, too. Yeah, Absolutely. right. It's also on the balance, too. I think they don't know what point is too much. And they, right. they I don't know. I just think people are I feel too like the like, delivery. You know, so, so sensitive. So, like, you know, no one knows anymore. The delivery, the Going. tone of how it comes yeah. across, yeah, that has yeah. a big deal with it too. Because I mean, yeah. I've been, that's I've why I hate around. texting. 
I've slapped you around before where like by accident and not realizing it. And then, you know, thankfully Dookie, you know, father Dookie over here is like, Hey man, he's like, your tone's a little harsh. He's like, <laughs> but I know I, I get I you you're coming across, but like, you gotta, you gotta soften the blow just a little bit. Like don't, don't kick him while he's down. Yeah, I, but, and, I mean, it's the, I, 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 stuff. I, my father's I, been I pretty hard on me. So I don't know who was starting to talk about texting, but I think who, whoever said that, I, who, who, who was it? That, I, I just heard that. texting. Kevin, you're absolutely right. Like I said, uh, I don't like texting because you can't tell. No, dude, like, you're, texting you're, is just like the worst thing that could possibly happen. Dude, you are absolutely right. Um, just a quick uh, example of that was I was literally texting. <laughs> dude, I was literally texting my girlfriend this week. I was literally texting my girlfriend this week, and she said, "Oh, is this okay?" I said, "Yeah, that's fine," and I put a period at the end. And she's like, "Are you sure?" Like. What, what, what's wrong? Don't fucking put periods down, man. I was, I was like, <laughs> I, I, dude, I literally- Don't I, use proper I, grammar. <laughs> dude, I, 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 I said, what are you talking about? She's like, you put a period at the end, so I thought something was wrong. You never do that. I was just like, and she's going to listen to this. And and I was just like, sorry. I, I, I literally just, I, I, I just typed a, a period by accident. Too, sorry. It happened to me too. Look, it's not that deep. Texting is just a convenience. That's all it is. It's not, it's not, I was like, it's not that deep, dude, I promise, it's not that deep. Accidents and causes a lot of fights and just unwanted things, so if you have the time, just make the quick phone call. If not, just save it for when you meet in person. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, never get into a deep conversation over text because because you can't can't decipher the tone. You know, I can say, I can say, Aaron, you know what, F you, man, like, and or I can Wait, you do like, that already, yeah. bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you can say that and being sarcastic, or, but they can't do that over text. Or, or I can be blow. like, Aaron, F you. And like, this, it's all in how I say it, how, you, how you're going to yeah. take it, but through text, you it's can't. It's the you suck text. You what are you talking about, man? Yeah. The you yeah, suck the you, text. Exactly. You know, exactly. My... But, I th- <laughs> but I think somebody somebody brought it up earlier, too. Like, like, you know, people take things too sensitive sometimes. It's a, it's a very thin line to to walk because I, I feel that you have to know your audience. Like Aaron, oh, I know I can that's talk. so huge. So I, your per- I know no, I my, can my t- soccer coach used to say this: know your personnel. You can't you can't yell at somebody who's not going to re- respond to yelling, and you can't talk mm-hmm. softly to someone who's not going to respond to talking softly. You have to know your personnel. It, Exactly. I mean, me. I'm a David Goggins guy, so it's like, I want you to be, I want you to be rough and 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 and, <laughs> and just and just tell tell it to me how it is. Like, don't pull any punches with me. But then there's some yeah. people that you kind of got to pat on the back a little bit and say, you know what, you know what, get in, get in there next time. You and there's and, nothing and, wrong you know, with that. There's nothing wrong with that no, at all. No, it's it, but but it, it's. No, you just no gotta treat each other with respect. Yeah, respect is at, just you know. At at the end of the day, it's 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 not. That's what we need to do because everybody struggles. Everybody's human. I don't care if you're David Goggins, Jocko, whoever you are. Those guys struggle just like we do. It's just they all admit it at, too. They have the humility. Yeah, absolutely. Before exactly. before say that again, Ricky. What did you say? Yeah, go ahead. I said, Absolutely. Oh yeah. I thought you yeah, said no, I, it's 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 important <laughs> no. to, to like all right out. <laughs> one one of the things I, I found out really early on is knowing that 
everybody has something going on, whether they talk about it, everyone ha has something they're struggling with. I don't care. Yeah. I'm the most, ha Aaron knows this. I'm the ha most happy-go-lucky guy ever, the most bubbly person. Everybody has their issues that they're struggling with. And you and I think sometimes yep. people don't realize that, that every literally everybody, the five of us, we all yep. have stuff that we're going through, whether we talk about it yeah. to each other or not. And you know, it's important to note that when you're talking to people, those people that you surround yourself with, though, it's important that those people that you're surrounding yourself with don't make you feel alone. If they're making you feel worse, Less than. then you need to find uh -huh. a way out of there or just figure something out for yourself or just kind of like James. James had his moment. You had your aha moment. I had mine during this during this reset and pause of life. Kevin, Dustin, Dookie, too. We've all had something that was like, you know what, we're going to. Well, make a freaking change and we did yeah well look at it well i want to i want to i want to say this too for anybody out there that's listening that feels like feels like they're alone feels like nobody nobody wants to hear my story nobody can relate you know i'm such a loser whatever the case may be all those goofy thoughts like you you got you gotta let them out because as i said before everybody here serves a purpose in this world and the world needs exactly who you are. And you know what? But oftentimes when I find myself talking to people, then they come to me with a problem, you know, and I'm helping them through that. Oftentimes I find that we're a mirror and we're actually saying things to them that we actually need to hear ourselves. And it, it's therapeutic for us. But there, but there's no, there's no um shame in admitting that that somebody's struggling and i feel that with social media and i'll give you a prime example of this my left arm because of the cerebral palsy is a little bit messed up and it's not i can't get the range of motion in it as much as this one and i can't use as heavy a weight so before i always struggled with when i would show a workout video or something i wouldn't show me doing it from my left side because in my own mind I was using baby weight so I don't I don't want to show that but then I had a come to Jesus moment and I was like you know what who cares that's me I I want to show people that you know what this is what it is own it because that was the minute you tossed your ego out the door, man. I mean, good on you. Yeah, that's what we've we've yeah. really tried to do here for us. And I think the four of us <laughs> try to hold each other accountable with ego. And that's the pieces we all fit in this. If anybody's wondering and why the wet down exists and why these people are here and how we're sitting here with James, it's because you know the people we talk to are the ones that have figured out you're all successful, but it's all because you tossed your ego out the door. And you accepted some humility 100%. and you grew like that's really where it all came from yeah yep. no james i just want to say thank you so much because everything you've said uh i know i said before or a couple minutes ago that i've struggled with shit myself but it's it's really nice to hear somebody else kind of acknowledge that who's gone through something similar so um just before we wrap up here i just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us absolutely Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I mean, you, you guys are the ones that deserve thanks because like I said, you, you've given me a platform. I don't, I'm, I'm speaking to a totally different audience that I haven't been, may have not been exposed to yet.
So, so thank you for that. Dude, we're, we're just three, now four idiots who get on the, on the computer every Friday night who talk to each other and talk shit. So, uh, I don't know, I don't know what, 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 what we're doing, but it's, it's, it's I love you it. who, who deserves the thanks, but thank you so much for the plaudits. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we wrap guys, anybody fi have fi any final thoughts? God, I can't talk today. Stay positive. I'm sorry. Stay positive. Yes, sir. Stay Absolutely. Positive. There we go. Yo, Dookie, I, I was going to say that, but since you read my mind, can you elaborate a little more on that? <laughs> and I'll hit a different point. <laughs> uh, Stay positive. I think, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the way that you were saying that everybody goes through their own things, and maybe yours is harder than theirs, or Yours is darker than theirs. Um, kind of kind of like what was said to where you're kind of seeing the mirror because you need to hear those things too. And a lot of that, mm -hmm. I think, is if you go too far down and nobody, like your friends aren't there to, to, to pick you back up or to put you in your place when you're getting out of hand, um, it's really, I, I think it's hard to stay positive because that is such a big, a big element to where you're, your core group, your family, your wife, your kids, all, all that kind of thing too. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say to you is, is thanks for all, all the things you're doing because the way that you're putting it, um, it's there for everybody. There's not one person that can say that you didn't touch them with the way that you were saying. And um, yeah, it's just positivity. Because without Absolutely. that, I mean, you're just I don't know where... Such a wise yes, mind. This, this is why this is the dude who keeps everyone in line. You yeah. see what I'm talking about, right? This is why Dookie is here. His wisdom graces us all. It, it's we're, hap we're happy we finally have you, Duke. Oh man. Like, Thanks, Kevin, you got Kevin, you got anything before we wrap up, dude? Do it. No, I just I just basically jumping off of what he just said. Uh just positive mindset, positive attitude, and a lot of things will happen that are in a positive way. Well, you mentioned right. Goggins over here, no, James. So I'm going to throw in just to embrace mm -hmm. that suck, dude. The minute, like the reason, so, yeah. we stay, like Dookie and I are one of those people. We're not, I, I'll say this weekend. And I want to end on this really fast. Just the wise words of we're not optimists. We're not people that think like always think positive. There's times where we doubt ourselves. The only thing is we just don't let you see it. We never, we will never let you see us doubt ourselves because the minute that our team and family and friends and whoever it is sees that there's one shred of doubt and what might not work just means that you could kill your own dream. So just that doubt monster wow, and like that shit, dude, like <laughs> stay away. Ooh, you're hitting the nail on the head, brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're in the nail on the head. All right. Well, James. Well, oh, sorry. Go ahead, do, oh, go ahead. Let me just say, let me just say this to end, to end things. So, so somebody said, like, when you go down that rabbit hole of, in, like, living in that suck, and, you know, because it's going to happen, how do you stay positive? Here, here's two things that I do to stay positive, and Aaron, you said it, not, not every day is sunshine and rainbows and, you know, frolicking through the dandelions. We get that. But what, what it's, it's so important to keep a gratitude journal every every night on handicapable fitness the instagram i i write three things i'm grateful for um you know one because i want to practice what i preach but two it's also a way to hold myself accountable um 
because there was a time where I started doing it and then I fell off and I didn't do it. And a member of the handicapped community came to me because I don't like to call them followers. That sounds, that sounds weird. So a member of the handicapped community came to me and said, hey, where's your gratitude? And I was like, it put me in check. And it's impossible to live in a, in a, in a negative mind space and be thankful at the same time. But you know what? It's going to happen. So what I do to combat that is I write when things are going well in life, like I just mentioned, going to ATF, um, you know, do, doing different things, a successful podcast, whatever these wins are, I'm writing them down. So when, when that sucky time comes, I can go back to it and I can remind myself, hey, these are the wins and these are what I've been able to overcome and get through. And guess what? If I just keep pushing, I'm going to get through them again. So that's how I wanted to end it. Dude, you couldn't have thank, said Thank it you so much. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for this. Um, dude, we, we, I know we say this to everyone, but we literally cannot thank you enough so much for coming on this and sharing your story with us. You, you're, I, if, if nobody else, you're, you're helping us and gave us a lot, of think, a lot to think about. So thank you. Then, then it's all worth it. So thank you guys. It was a lot of fun. I think we made more of a friend today. In Absolutely. Before. And thank you to the one person who did connect James and I. And, you know, if she ever does decide to pick up a podcast, yes. she'll hear her praise, you know, episode 21 for, for connecting James and I. But, you know, it was we, thank you, James. We love you, Jen. <laughs> all right. Everybody. Thank, thank uh, you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who's listening to the podcast through 21 episodes, whether this is your first or your 21st or anywhere in between. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. We can't wait to be back next week with another great guest. If you have not yet, follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all there. You'll hear everything from the four of us throughout the week before we, whether it's before we start recording, you'll keep up on when the new episodes drop and whatnot. Don't forget to go to thistlethera.com to get all of your CBD products needs. Delta uh, eight gummies, of, Delta eight gummies, Delta eight gummies, Delta, Delta, Delta eight gummies, Delta eight gummies, Delta eight gummies. Type in the wet down for, or it, what's the promo code? The wet down? It's just the wet down for 15% off and free shipping. You got free overnight shipping. He updated free, free overnight shipping, free overnight shipping that you free can't you literally, you literally cannot beat that shit. Yeah. Free overnight shipping, 15% off. And it gives a little kickback to us, helps us grow the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And we cannot wait to talk to you guys again next week. Thanks for listening and have a great week, guys. Later.